On this edition of the Table of Content, we continue our conversation, our review of Misspelled, the fantasy series from We Are One Body Audio Theater. We'll take a look back at episode five and find out who the mage meets on his journey. That's coming up next, right here on the Table of Content. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Table of Contents. So glad to be with you. I am Albert Sines, joined with Michael Steele. Michael, hello. Hello, Albert. How are you? Doing well. Glad and excited to continue through our review of Misspelled. I hope you are as well. Oh, same here. Absolutely. Positively? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Positively. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's just jump into episode five. Episode five, uh, we left the mage after helping a magician become Merlin, helping a prince find his fair maiden in Cinderella. And now the the mage is on his journey to find Baba Yaga. Mm. And uh, he, you know, he's been apparently walking for a while, but he he finds her, uh, knocks on the door and it's like, um, ah, I was hoping that you could help me. Uh, but it's a little entertaining more than that because he wasn't expecting Baba Yaga to look the way that she does. And if you've ever, if you haven't, if you haven't looked at the way that sort of folklore depicts her, uh, you could do a, you know, an internet search. She's she's fairly gnarly looking from the way that she's portrayed. Uh, she's not exactly like, you know, the good witch from the Wizard of Oz. Uh, very, right. <laughs> she's probably more along the bad witch. <laughs> Just as looks uh, is concerned from the way that she is depicted. So, anyways, the 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 mage is caught off guard, and they sort of get their introductions out of the way. And uh, Baba Yaga is like something's something's triggering in her memory, and then she realizes that you know, wait a second, you know, the mage she had seen the mage mm. before. If we go back to episode one, there was the mishap as they broke into Baba Yaga's house, the mage and the apprentice. And all we know, the next thing is that the mage wakes up on the forest floor. Well, now we get the rest of the story that Baba Yaga came home, found the the mage, uh, passed out along with a, what she called a reptilian friend. uh, And she basically kind of scrapes him out of the house and dumps him and then takes off. Right. Um, You're the wizard with the lizard. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> so the mage is now really like, you know, intrigued. It's like like, well, what's going on? Like I I what happened? So you know me, I was here, I'm trying to figure out who I am. And Baba Yaga's just sort of upset. She's just like, mm-hmm. Hey, you were here, you made a mess, you wrecked my ingredients, you used my ingredients, and you know, well, why in the world do I need to help you sort of with, with anything? But it's mm-hmm. when the mage says that he lost his memory. He says, I'm sorry, but I don't remember any of that. I lost my memory, you see, and I'm only slowly getting it back. And so, lost your memory, huh? And she's really intrigued. No lizard, no memory. Hmm. And then she's like, okay, you know, I'll go ahead and and help. Uh, After he says, yeah, and my apprentice is gone. So my apprentice is gone. She says, well, now you've got me interested. And we sort of carry on from there. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate sort of the initial interactions between the mage and Baba Yaga because she has every right to sort of be, you know, upset, you know, like she found right. the guy in her house, wrecked her house, used her stuff, made a mess. There was a lizard running around. She's like, no, 
uh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to have anything to, to do with you. But right. um, as as sort of similar to to the mage, we find out that people are generally good people. And Baba Yaga's like, you know, her heart sort of comes through, her compassion comes through when, you know, she starts to realize he doesn't have a memory, doesn't know what's going on, and he lost his apprentice. So mm. Baba Yaga shines through and says, all right, let's talk a little bit more and see if I can help you. Yeah, it's um, it's just interesting how in fairy tales she's from Slavic uh, folklore, and she's a supernatural being who appears usually as a deformed or ferocious looking old woman or gnarly, as you said, I was thinking back to my Southern Californian roots when you said that, you know, we're not talking about waves here. (laughs) And she lives in this hut on chicken legs, right? But she's also interesting character. She's neither always a villain nor is she neither always a hero, but she sort of sides herself uh, accordingly uh, depending on how people treat her. And it seems like, like you were saying, the mage kind of annoyed her. Obviously, that's probably an understatement by breaking and entering and and using all of her stuff. But then also sort of uh, piques her interest as to the predicament that he's now in. He's He says he has an apprentice, um, but she only saw a lizard and uh, he can't remember anything that's happened to him up until this point. And sort of through a series of chance encounters on his journey, it's led her up to this moment. And this is exciting because we're like, we're going to get some answers finally. What happened? And, you know, what we what we come to find out, and, you know, there's, there's no need to sort of rehash the whole thing because basically what happens next through the majority of the rest of the story is Baba Yaga is trying to help the mage find his memory. Mm. So they're asking questions back and forth. She says, bring that big spell book over. You know, this is what I found. It was open here, you know, and they start basically right. trying to recreate what happened in order mm. to jog his memory. So they go step by step. They go through every little thing. What were you doing? What did you use? And Bob Yaga says, all right, let's just try and actually redo what you were doing with the spell. So down to, I was on the table, there was a chair. And they finally sort of go through everything and he mm. realizes what happened. Everything comes back to him. Everything like, oh, that's right. There was an accident and the, and the potion, it was, it was all over my apprentice. And also in the midst of it, she's, he's still trying to remember what his name is. So he, mm. we, we also find out that uh, Baba Yaga had encountered the mage in previous encounters. And she talks basically about the mage and how he was basically this sort of you know, pompous know-it-all who, you know, didn't want to do anything, uh, right. or, you know, or that she didn't want to have anything to, to do with. So she's, from that encounter, she's sort of able to sort of remember his name. She kind of starts talking about, you know, different variations of what she thinks his name is, and we're able to introduce his name as Septimar. So we we figure out what happened. We The mage has now regained his, his memory. He's... He's figured out his name is Septimar, and now they've come to realize also the really big point is that the little lizard that Baba Yaga found is the dragon mm. that has uh, been terrorizing the kingdom over the past couple of weeks. So they realize, oh, wait, that reptile was the apprentice and has become now the dragon. So we, we kind of cover all this throughout the majority of the story. 
of figuring out all these little details that we've been waiting to find out or that the mage has been trying to figure out over the past four episodes. But what I what I like about this sort of interaction is not only is it sort of exposition for the mage's sake, because obviously we sort of know to a certain extent what happened, uh, but it's this opportunity of the mage's true interior coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because as, as we've sort of been noting through the other reviews, we've had the mage being sort of grumpy and selfish, but then sort of helping people. He helped the, he helped the dwarves. He gave the animals speech. He helped the, the magician become Merlin. He helped the prince find uh, Cinderella. You know, he's done these little things along the, the way, but he still sort of has been sort of this harder person, a, a harder yeah. heart. But then what do we find out through all of this is that he, he's, he is remorseful. He's yeah. sorry about what he's done. And he's really right. actually, because they, they talk, there's a conversation about the apprentice. And he says, I wasn't always you know, mean to him. You know, I really did like having him around, but you know, he basically was worried at the rate that the apprentice was learning and that he, wanted, he didn't want to be the apprentice basically to surpass him. So he wanted to find the spell. And so the mage sort of becomes this really heart-filled sort of person through this entire sort of uh, recounting what happened with, mm. uh, as he's been trying to recount what happened with Baba Yaga. Right. Yeah. It's um, also, you know, what I found fascinating was the whole process of Baba Yaga's trying to find out to help him, the whole questioning conversation there, you know, the, and she's offers a series of the, of questions and he gets annoyed at one point and he says, why are you asking me all these questions? And she says, well, I'm trying to find out what your desires were so I can sort of piece together why you were here in the first pit place. And I thought that it's a really neat scene of sort of kind of a Sherlock, you know, we have to reconstruct the, the scene of the crime and understand motives and, and uh, to help you out. You know, but it's all in that name of, of helping him out. And then he, like you were saying, discovers his name is Septimar. Right? So Septimar is like, probably has to do something with seven, I guess. Uh, Sept- yeah, that uh, sounds right. But don't, uh, but don't quote me on that one. But that, that definitely sounds right. Mm-hmm. Which is also kind of cool. Septim, you know, seven is somehow has special significance, you know, as a number. Um, but yeah, it's um as interesting and then we see his real motive for wanting that knowledge in the first place is it's out of his insecurity maybe motivated rooted in pride uh of his apprentice sort of uh eclipsing him uh you know you know the student has now become the master type of thing you know and having to be ahead or or feeling like he had to be uh more powerful uh, better informed, more enlightened, et cetera, et cetera. It's, you know, I, I was thinking about what you said. You said about the questions she was asking of him to try to deduce the desires that he had and mm-hmm. sort of that 
opportunity for sort of self-exploration, right? And I, I, I can't say I've ever been to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I think they ask a lot of questions, right? Because they're trying to get to the root of, of the matter. And they was like, okay, well, let's, let's ask you some questions. Let's try to open this up. Let's figure out what's going on. Yeah. And in doing so, right, e- even though, the, even though the, the mage was probably self-aware of it, he never really thought about it because no one's ever asked him about it. But in that moment that we are sort of presented from, like someone asks you the question, right? Mm. You know, so for, for example, if you, if you know you're rude or you're mean, but you never sort of ask yourself about it. But then when someone asks you and says, hey, why, why are you mean? Suddenly right. you're, present, you're sort of caught off guard. You're like, well, yeah. uh, well I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Or I think it's because of this. Or, and you're able to sort of dig out from the person, right? So Baba Yaga's you know, sort of digging at, well, you know, what do you love? What are the things that you desire? What, what do you want? And this sort of, it all, you start to see the, the mage, you know, saying, well, oh, no, I'm not interested in that. Well, yeah, I am interested in that. That would be great. He even mm-hmm. has a joke. He says something about, about those little apple tarts. It's like, oh, okay, great. So he, he likes apple tarts. Uh, but, the, mm. but, the, but the point being is that when you have this moment of sort of self-revelation between you and another person who's trying to ask questions from, from you, it can be a very sort of eye-opening experience. Mm-hmm. Right. I was just reading the text here. And they get into a little spat afterwards about that, you know, because Baba Yaga precisely calls him out on, you know, you're old enough to know better than to try to shortcut your way to wisdom and knowledge. And he takes offense at that. Right. And then he, and they basically like, okay, well, then just get out of my house, she says. And he's like, with pleasure, like, you know, fine, I'm going to take my toys and go home. But, um, but it is, it is true. There's, there's that sense. And I don't know if that's, again, like you were saying, uh, in the world of psychology, if this is actual part of the process of growing in self-knowledge where you have to have kind of that shattering moment of self-realization, like, oh, I'm not as, uh, perfect as I thought I was you know, and then healing can happen uh, once there's a, a coming uh, to grips with or understanding, you know, of whatever imperfection comes to light. In this case with Septimar, just like he was jealous, you know, or insecure about his, uh, his ability to be a mage. So from here, as you said, Septon was about to leave because he was very insulting to Baba Yaga because she didn't give any sort of credence to his reasoning because he was like, well, how else, how else am I supposed to to learn, you know, and right. calls her a name and says, well, get out of my house. He's like, okay, fine. But then yeah. they are approached now by the dragon. The dragon has now come to find them mm. and they uh, basically have to escape. And Baba Yaga has this really entertaining scene so it, it's really fun because you have what basically I would describe as like an arcade controller that sort of comes out of the ground or out of the bottom of the house <laughs> and, and she wants to control it. And Septimar says, you don't just move it directly by magic. And Baba Yaga says, this is hardly the time, but this was easier. The controls are magically connected to the chicken legs. Now, hang on. So I, I imagine sort of being, you know, like, you know, you're standing at the arcade device and you're controlling your, your chicken leg house. Right. 
Right. Uh, the joystick with the big red exactly, knob right? The it. big red knob and the big buttons, and you just sort of pound really hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, so great. It's like Mario Brothers for Fantasy World or something. Right, right. So they, so they, they escape the, they escape the dragon, and now the mage has sort of realized, right? Like the, the, the mage is coming to the mage and Baba Yaga are both realizing there is just this is intense, this is extreme. The dragon's a danger. The, yeah. the, the, the mage is. The mage is like, I- I've got to do something to help make this right, and so they so they have a conversation. Says, "All right, uh, if I'm going to help you win the dragon and get your princess back, I'm going to need certain spells, and I'm going to need a specific ingredient, and mm. it's only found in giant country." The mage is like, "Look, you know, I, I- I've really got to help," and we have this moment, uh, really, where the the mage's heart sort of opens up about his apprentice, and he says. And I wasn't always nasty to him, you know. I really enjoyed his company in the beginning, yeah. but and and that's where he really talks about how you know he was the, the apprentice was starting to surpass him, and he was afraid. And you know, Baba Yaga interjects what that he'd become a better mage and a better person than you. And and Septimar sort of admits he's like, yeah, you know, that was not my finest hour, that was not my greatest act. But then Baba Yaga says, you really do love him, don't you? Maybe you should stay here after all. You might get a chance to tell him that. And Septimar is like, no, no, I have to get that potion. I have to make this right. It's the only way he'll believe me, even if, even if I do get the chance to say uh, all that to him. And so he's like, now it's upon him. It is on him to to figure this out, to, to make amends. Like I have to go to giant country. I have to get the potion. I have got to make this right. Right. And in those moments, right, we're sort of given, we're, we're encouraged. You know, when we, when we realize everything finally in front of us, when we realize everything that we have to do, then we're sort of given the strength to sort of step out and make the right decision. And that's what we're seeing the mage do here. Yeah. Right. He's taking, a good look at his actions and his motives, honestly, sincerely, and he's um, holding himself responsible for it, which is really refreshing. Like you were saying, up until this point, we've experienced this uh, uh, kind of uh, rough around the edges character, and now, like you were saying, we're we're seeing sort of a, a vulnerable side to him, and this is, I feel, it could be a turning point in his. Uh, person and how the rest of the story plays out. You know, he, he wants to make things right. It's, so, and and that's the, the cool thing about it is that he's not just okay. Yeah, I've been, I've been bad, and then just leave it. You know, leaves it at that. He's like, no, I've been bad, and I want to fix it. I want to make it right, even though it's I have to go on this uh, side quest. It's not going to be an easy thing to do. Um, but like you were saying, in order to restore the relationship with the apprentice, um, I want to I want to do this. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think as some people say, right? They say most people are generally good people. Yeah, you know, even if even if someone appears that they're a mean person or a bad person. Most people, though, are inclined to do something that is right or do something that is good, especially if they're given sort of the right motivation. 
Uh, you know, if only all people would just sort of, as common task, do the right thing. Mm. But be that as it may, with proper sort of inspiration and motivation, people will step up to the plate and they'll do, they'll respond the way the mage did. Right, right. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting how in this point of the story, uh, they're being chased by the dragon. Like, like the, the house is like running, uh, like we're talking about those controls. And they're having this moment. I believe if I'm reading the, the, the story correctly, they're being chased by the, like they're in peril of, <laughs> by the dragon. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they are uh, definitely, there is much peril. You're right. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. That sort of adds to the suspense of the moment and also sort of like the, the, the vulnerability of the mage. That's really cool. So the, the the mage accepts his task to go find the the potion from giant country and you know baba yaga encourages him to be to be quick uh you know time is of the essence so he uh he heads off on his next part of his journey now now with his name and his memory restored septimar heads out to track down the potion which we will discover more of in episode 6 but we uh, we bring episode five to a close now, sort mm-hmm. of with the direction of heading towards the closing of this series. Uh, but still more, there's still there's still more adventure to come, and there's more for the mage to learn, and for also the introduction of other characters still that have their own uh, learning and growth to take part in. Uh, but uh, Michael, as always, I thank you for joining us in this review. Oh, thank you, Albert. This uh, has been a very satisfying episode in that, like you were saying, we get to have some of the knots that have been tied start to be untied. So, But like you were saying, there's still more to go. I still have so many questions. Where are we going with the story? But uh, but this has been great. Like you were saying, Septimar is his name. You know, And now we know why they were at the front step in episode one of the chicken house in the first place. So yeah, a very great, uh, great episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us as we have continued our review of the misspelled series. We hope that you will continue to follow along, not only in our reviews, but of the story itself. So until the next time, until the next episode, be good, stay safe. Peace. Peace.